What is up, everybody? Welcome to Studio de Jefre. Be on the radio here in a little bit on 105.3 The Fan to break down Cowboys Chargers long form. But if you want the short form, I just rewatch. You'll probably get another version of this once I get the All-22, which I believe will be tomorrow, the coach's tape. But takeaways from the Cowboys game. I'm going to start with numero uno, number one. And number one for me is the Cowboys coaching staff is vastly improved at this point. Uh, Maybe with the exception of Bones Fossil being kind of a wild man and calling the punt block on fourth and 20 when you weren't going to have a return opportunity anyway because they were going to pin you and getting a roughing the punter, that was terrible. But a couple of things that you can notice when you go through this game and really the two games they've played so far this year uh, the defense is infinitely different, and I think everybody can see that, right? Adaptability, you lose your top edge guys, and what happens? They put Micah Parsons at defensive end, and Micah Parsons is your best pass rusher on, on the day, right? That's awesome. But one of the things that jumped out to me is for a long time, we got used to with the Dallas Cowboys, what you see is what you get. When they line up defensively, you see something, and that's what you're going to get. The play that really brought it to mind for me, let me make sure I have the right down and distance. I believe it's third and four. And yes, so Austin Eckler, the Chargers running back, is lined up at wide receiver to the right. DeMonte KZ, your free safety, goes all the way out there with him, right? So it's you're telling him, look, we're playing man. Austin Eckler motions back to the backfield. KZ motions to the middle of the field. So Justin Herbert is looking at this, and he's thinking, all right, I've got man defense. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to snap this ball. It's third and four. I'm going to swing it to Austin Eckler going to the flats. KZ's got so much ground to cover, we're obviously going to get four yards. Well, once they had motioned, once they showed man, motioned to follow in man, the Cowboys changed what they were running. They were in a zone. And you were able to have a corner come downhill, Jalen Smith chase outside, and you were able to pin Austin Eckler for no gain, and suddenly end of drive for the Chargers. So what you see isn't necessarily what you get from the Cowboys anymore, and that's great. That's wonderful. And Kellen Moore is obviously in his bag, as they say. Uh, my favorite drive was the Cowboys' third drive. Dak sailed the ball on the second drive and threw his interception. And on the third drive, they go Pollard... Pollard, Pollard, I believe it was run, run, pass to Pollard. CeeDee Lamb lined up and shotgun at running back, and he runs, and he, they hand him the ball for 13 yards. Then they throw to Lamb, throw to Lamb, and then Zeke touchdown. Two for three in the red zone. Uh, Kellen and Dak are in a nice little groove. It's a weird score where you only score 20 points and win this game. But it was also long drives. I think the Cowboys only had three possessions in the second half. In the first half, their possessions were touchdown, pick, touchdown, turnover on downs. And the turnover on downs was they got 10 yards on third and 15. They go for it on fourth and five. Asante Samuel might have got away with the P.I., but either way, that was all the result also of a biotish penalty, which will take me to my next thing. My next thing is we got to get one of these Connors to be able to snap a football. I'm not saying Biotish is a bad, bad, bad player. I'm saying he's not one of your five best offensive linemen. He struggled in pass protection again, gave up two or three pressures, plus a couple of penalties. Uh, Biotish struggles with the pass protection. Connor Williams was great in this game. He was great. 
Uh, Zach Martin was incredible. Connor Williams was great. Tyron Smith was good. Terrence Steele ran run blocked well and survived versus Bosa, which you're going to call a big win. Uh, but Biotis struggling in pass protection two weeks in a row, and you've got Connor McGovern on the bench who played really well in week one. we got to be able to figure out how to get one of these Connors to snap the ball. You can improve your offensive line with the guys that are already here. You just get you get you an extra Connor on the field. Other guys that I think are worthy of talking about today, I mentioned Terrence Steele. I thought he did a really good job run blocking and survived is the word I would use for pass blocking when Joey Bosa doesn't wreck the game. You call that a dub. So Terrence Steele, you get a gold star. Uh, CeeDee Lamb was great. Tony Pollard, that's going to become a thing, is I believe he went from week one playing about 20% of the snaps to playing about 35% of the snaps. Pollard runs for over 100 yards. Shows you what he can do as a receiver. Tony Pollard is making a push to be maybe more like a Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara kind of deal like they had with the Saints where Pollard's he's forcing his way out of the field. You got to keep giving him the football. He's just he's playing so well that you don't really have a choice. Next thing that I think is worth mentioning is Pro Football Focus would tell you that Trayvon Diggs wasn't good in this game and I disagree. I love their website, but I love it for the stats, not necessarily the grades. Trying to grade dudes and assign who to say gave up a catch when guys are in zone coverage is tough. Trayvon Diggs, for the second week in a row, followed a really, really good wide receiver. And let's talk about his interception for a second. Do you know what doesn't happen in the NFL? What doesn't happen in the NFL is playing man coverage on an over route and picking it off. That doesn't happen. Trayvon Diggs did it. The over route is when you have a receiver that's in Keenan Allen's case, I believe on this play, he was lined up to the right of the quarterback in the slot. I don't think he was outside. I think he was in the slot. And the over is like a drag where you just keep getting depth, keep getting depth, and you end up on the other side of the field, 15, 17 yards downfield. And in man coverage, that's just a tough cover because it's so much field and you have to cover a guy wherever he goes. So obviously in and across all this field is where he would like to go. It's hard to cover. As a great interception. Where it gets tricky is assigning the two Keenan Allen uh, down the sideline plays where he's between a corner and a safety. If you want to say, I'd like to see Trevon Diggs keep giving ground and have a chance to break those up, that's fine. But without knowing the exact call, what we do know is that somebody over the top has responsibility and Diggs has responsibility underneath. So when you get great pass protection and long developing plays, there will become holes in a zone defense. So I'm not going to hang 120 yards on Trayvon Diggs, I don't think that's fair or accurate. I think he played a good game, and he's shown you once again that he can follow. And this goes back to the coaching. The Cowboys are now a we-will-follow-your-guys defense. Trayvon Diggs will travel. These are things that we were not used to with the Cowboys' defense. Uh, Jalen Smith, in his role, I think he deserves kudos just because we kick him in the nuts all the time. I thought he had a fairly solid game couple of nice plays involving Austin Eckler. Uh, one when they tricked Justin Herbert into thinking it was man and Jalen was able to get out to the sideline, have help come from the secondary and force them to a fourth down. And then before half, 
he did a nice job chasing, once again, Austin Eckler in coverage all the way across the field, tackling him for like a four-yard gain. So for a guy that we kick in the nuts all the time, I thought Jalen Smith had a decent game. I thought Osa Odigizua popped up a little bit. Leighton Vanderesh popped up a little bit. Malik Hooker had a nice tackle for loss. Jaron Curse got robbed, I think, on a bad flag that they called him for PI on Jared Cook when I thought he just blanketed him, tipped the ball up, intercepted it, and he should have got that interception, but they called a penalty on him. Um, so those are my initial takeaways on the rewatch. Uh, we will get to obviously more of them when we get to coaches' tape, but that's my initial reaction to the Cowboy game. Oh, and this if there's anybody out there who is in any way style pointing your road win against what we think is a pretty good football team. Just go ahead and chill out with that. Take your dub. That's one. You need nine or 10 more, and then you get to play playoff football. Okay. You take your dub, you run with that mofo. That's what we do. All right. I appreciate you guys checking this out. Leave in the comments what you want to talk about tomorrow or what you would like to hear about from this game. I'll do my best to take care of you. Obviously, we'll be on the radio here shortly on 105.3 The Fan. Two to seven, G-Bag Nation with myself, Brian Broaddus, Jeff. uh, I am Jeff Cavanaugh. Myself, Brian Broaddus, Gavin Dawson, Lucius Alexander. We'll be kicking it with you. You can use the Odyssey app to listen to that if you're out of the DFW listening area. Otherwise, it's 105.3 The Fan, home of the Cowboys. Uh, And that's it. Other than telling you, That remember, you have no idea what anybody's going through, so be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye.